Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. to another episode of Topic Thunder. Uh, I'm your host, Alex, and we're kind of doing an emergency pod, people, because we got woken up by a Woj bomb, finally, um, that um, set it, you know, kind of set us up with our coach. We finally got our coach. Um, and so I'm joined in. We actually got a quad pod going on. That's the only time that we get quad pods is whenever something crazy happens. Uh, and so joining me from the great state of Kentucky, I have Dylan Thunderchats Huntzinger. Dylan, how are you? Is that officially my middle name now? Yeah, it is. We don't okay, know if it's real, so we'll just go with that. It, it's Bruce, but we don't like to talk about that. Bruce? But, uh, Hold on, it's Bruce? <laughs> it's Bruce. Yeah, Bruce, yeah. Bruce said it. Oh, you man. Guys, you guys are friends with me on Facebook. You ought to know this. It's not hidden. You, okay, we're gonna start calling you Bruce from here on out. Go ahead, Bruce. Yep. Uh, that's that's terrible. I, I'm just I'm just gonna ask me to keep myself. But no, man, it's a it's a I believe uh are are all of us doing work anyways. Yeah, I'm in a truck right now. I'm uh <laughs> I'm at work, but yeah, man. I mean, hey, Thunderhead Coach News. I mean, we got Chris Paul trade rumors. We all got we got all kinds of crap going on. So uh, let's let's get let's get at it, man. Let's get at it. All right. So joining us from the great state of Texas, San Antonio to be exact, have a boy, Maddie Moles. Maddie, how is it? Hey, man, it's it's still hot down here, in case y'all are wondering. Uh, they don't know what jackets and stuff are down here. That's for dang sure. Um, it's, you know what, like, we, we didn't know if the CBA was going to get passed and all that stuff, and we're kind of, like, sitting on pins and needles, twiddling our thumbs. You know, it was the – the video of like the cookie monster, like waiting for the cookies to be done or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was us. Well, we, we getting all the cookies now. I mean, everything just, yeah. it, it, it's just all hitting us at one time. So um, there's definitely a lot to get into. And I'm just glad, just glad to be talking to my boys again. Well, Hey, we're glad to be on here with you. And finally, last but not least, uh, we got the, uh, the Tiger Woods of, of, this, uh, of this podcast. Good old Jerry from Oklahoma City. Jerry, how is it? Uh, it's going. Um, just for the record, guys, we found a coach before I found my dad. So oh my, um, <laughs> my dad is still a jerk. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, but, yeah, no, pretty exciting. Um, I'm, anybody, I'm if, anybody listening, if anybody listening knows who Jerry's dad is, Please do send us a tweet, DM us, whatever. 
Get this man. Or if you are a Jerry's dad. Or if you are a Jerry's dad and you listen to this podcast, go ahead and uh, DM us and let us know. I mean, all I want is 18 years of back child support with interest and a hug. That's it. Actually, I, I want to go out to the backyard and toss the ball around a few times, too, just for, you know, to say that we did it together. Uh, have a catch. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go have a catch, Pops. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm excited. I, I love I love the hire. Um, I love how it was on no one's radar um, in true Sam Presti fashion. So let's get into it, man. Yeah, like like definitely like, you know, a couple podcasts ago, you know, one of one of the uh, one of the not hot takes, but one of the um, things that I said that I guaranteed was that, oh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and hire a coach by next week. And that was two weeks ago. And that week passed by and I was like, holy crap, we haven't hired a coach yet. What the heck are we doing? Um, so yeah, so we finally got the coach. So it's Mark Dagnalt, uh, former assistant coach of the Thunder, uh, former coach of the Oklahoma City Blue. He was, I believe he was the coach for the Blue for about five seasons. Um, and he only recently joined Billy Donovan's staff. I don't know if it was, I believe it was last year. Um, so he's been on Billy Donovan's staff for one year. Um, and, you know, and boom, he's been promoted over to head coach. Um, what are y'all thoughts? What are, what are y'all's feelings about this? Um, as far as, you know, we had so many options coming into it. We had, you know, a lot of people are saying David Vanderpool, um, the Dirk Nowitzki sighting at the OU game kind of <laughs> started some rumors. Um, you know, I kind of thought that Mar- Mike Miller would be a, a, a good candidate. Um, so we stayed internal. Uh, we stayed within our coaching staff that was left um, after Billy left. Um, and so what, what are your guys' feelings on, on Mark Dagnall being the new head coach of the Oakland Thunder? I would just like to say that out of all of our predictions, mine is the only one that still could possibly come true. Um, so we're, we're most definitely moving up in the draft. Yours was Killian uh, Hayes. Killian Hayes. There we go. Okay. Killian so Hayes. That's still going to happen. I'm still keeping the dream alive. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's typical Thunder fashion for us to, to, to bring in uh, Dagnall. I will say Ryan Stiles on the Locked on Thunder podcast did did actually kind of predict that about a week ago, a week and a half ago, his final prediction. So got to give him a little bit of credit. Right, yeah. Rylan is good peoples. He's good peoples. Andrew Andrew did on down to dunk too, I, I think last week actually. So, yeah, it's there's been a couple people guessed it, but I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Matt. You know, we're just giving credit where it's due. So I got to drop that in too. No, no, man, I'm good. That, that's all I wanted to say is that I could still be right, and you guys are obviously wrong. <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, I mean, and then we haven't even talked about how, you know, the report came out over the weekend about Will Weaver, the Sydney Kings head coach, um, quarantining in Oklahoma City, um, you know, and for what everybody thought was, the, like, the leading contender for the Oklahoma City Thunder head coaching job, and then – Oh, psych! Uh, we're just we're just bringing this guy up off of the off the bench, um, up promoting him from assistant coach to head coach. So, yeah, I mean it. I mean, like you said, in in true typical Presty fashion, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and you know, he had his press conference today, and they kind of talked about, you know, what's next, and you know, he wants to you know fill his staff in. And he didn't give us any hints on who that might be, but he did say something I thought was pretty telling that they're going to 
you know, m- much like the hiring of Mark Dagnall in itself, they're going to look inward before they, you know, go reaching out to other people. So, um, yeah, most of uh, most of the assistant coaches on the coaching staff are probably going to be familiar faces that were already on the Thunder's bench. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, there's there's not there's not a lot of time to kind of build a a staff. You know, a lot of the a lot of the coaches that were available are, are now hired on somewhere else. Um, and so, you know, there's not a ton of time to go ahead and build a staff of outsiders. Um, so it makes sense to kind of keep, as far as assistant coaches, keep the staff that you already have in place. Um, you know, it kind of goes with the culture. It kind of goes with, you know, you don't have a huge changeover um, from staff that weren't here last year, weren't here, you know, over the past couple seasons um, to what we have now. This helps, this probably eases the transition for Dagnault um, from assistant to head coach um, a lot better. Um, so with all this said, one of the big things that Presti kept on harping on and kept on harping on in this, in this press conference um, that we just had was the word relatability. Um, he kept on saying that uh, Dagnault, you know, one of the big, one of the big pluses um, of him is his relatability to today's modern NBA and to today's modern NBA player. Um, do you think that's a, so two-part question, do you think that is just basically saying, hey, young player, young team, you know, they're going to relate to each other? Um, or do you think maybe this was, I don't know, not, I'm not saying a knock against older coaches, uh, but maybe something that, you know, maybe is a little bit a knock against older coaches and why, why the Thunder went in the direction that they went, you know, so young. What do you guys think about that? I don't really take Sam Presti as a dude to throw shade. I mean, he's mm-hmm. always been very complimentary of, like, you know, past employees and stuff like that. I mean, even go back to Scott Brooks, he still speaks very complimentary of Scott Brooks and his time in Oklahoma City, uh, despite what the fans may have thought of him. So I, I don't think he's the type to throw shade. I think it's just, you know, new vision, new program, new era, new coach. I mean, I I, I truly think that that's kind of what it is. And, um uh, you know, kind of kind of talking about the new vision, uh, one of the things that Mark Dagnall said, I, I think Andrew Schleck even asked him, like, what is what would you say your offensive philosophy is? And he said, you know, he said it in a long-winded answer. You know, Presty Wells, long-winded answers. Um, coaches that have long-winded answers, just like Billy Donovan. But essentially, he said pace and space. And like you said, I mean, that's, that's night and day from what we've had. You know, Billy's teams like to slow it up, muck it up a little bit. Not a lot of spacing that we've had on the roster in this, you know, in this past decade of basketball. So uh, I think it's going to be a welcome change for uh, Thunder fans and, um, you know, just just the team in general. Yeah, you can't. So like relatability is, I think, more important for a place like Oklahoma City than say it would be for a Miami or a Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with with the new era, you're going to have. It's almost like Thunder U 2.0. We're going to be kind of like recruiting our our young talent to stay with us, to sign an extension with us, to, to buy into what we're doing. Um, a lot of these guys, you know, likely we're going to be getting some alphas, right? We're going to be getting some guys that have been told their whole life, like you're the best player on the court every time you step on the court. And then they're going to get to a team that's built of those guys. And, and you're really going to have to be able to push the right buttons 
And you can't do that if you treat every single human being like they're, you know, the same, right? Like everybody is different and everybody has different buttons that they need to press to get the most out of all of those individuals. So at, in that standpoint, I really appreciated the fact that he said it comes down to the individual person first. And, and then you kind of build up from what the team needs from there. Cause that's how you get buy-in, right? You can't just be an authoritarian and, and put something down and expect everybody to just follow suit, especially for somebody who's what, 35 years old, mm-hmm. who doesn't have NBA head coaching experience, right? Like he, he, uh, he was an assistant and he was a head coach with the blue, which is great. Um, but in the NBA, you know, it's a player's league. And so as a, as a head coach, you definitely have to toe a line between like recruiting and, and trying to keep people happy. And then also trying to like push people maybe beyond what they're comfortable in doing. And you have to be able to know how to navigate those waters. Yeah. He, he definitely gave me the sense of somebody that is a, a player's coach, a, a, you know, a people person. So somebody that looks at the person, not just at the player. Um, and so that's always been very important for, Presti and for the Thunder organization as a whole is to treat the players like people, um, not just pawns that you can move around here and there. Um, and so, I, you know, I thought that definitely went with the vision of the organization, with the vision of Presti as far as who the next coach would be. Um, kind of looking forward. So now we got our coach. We finally got our coach. And it's somebody that's, you know, he's, he's an internal hire. So it's not like you have to, you know, introduce them to new draft prospects or, Hey, you know, thank you for coming in. Um, you know, these are the draft prospects we've been looking at. Go ahead and look at filming them. No, he's, he's been here. He's, he's been part of the process already. Um, trying to fill out his staff. So we talked about Will Weaver a little bit. Um, so number one, we thought he was going to be the head coach. He's been quarantining. I hope he didn't die during quarantine because we haven't heard from him since and we haven't heard any, any more news. Um, that was a joke. Um, but I think Will Weaver would be, Yikes. yeah, I think Will Weaver would be a great kind of addition to the staff also and kind of keeping with, you know, keeping it fresher, newer, uh, probably more relatable to younger players. Um, so I think he would definitely be a good hire. Do you, do you think he'll be hired on as an assistant coach? I mean, I, I mean, he was in Oklahoma city for a reason and, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like – I mean, I, I think Degnaud even said um, in the interview, like, you know, it's only been recently that Sam offered the job. But, like, it wasn't recently, like, within, like, the past hours or even yesterday. Like, you know, recently could be in the past week or so. And so, you know, what we know is he was recently offered the job, and we also know that Will Weaver was quarantining in Oklahoma City. Uh, and, you know, obviously for a reason unless, you know, he's just vacationing in Oklahoma City, which, hey, do, do what you got to do. But um, if he's there and Agnault, like the writing was kind of on the wall that it was going to be his job in the beginning, then absolutely. I think Will Weaver could be an assistant coach. And from the little research that I've done on Will Weaver, I think he'd be great to have on as an assistant coach. I mean, he's, he's a guy that um, the, the main focus of his, like, philosophy is, like, turning defense into offense, creating turnovers overs and getting out in transition which plays right into what Dagnault's pace and space is you know I mean that plays right into the pace part so uh yeah I would love Will Weaver man but uh he's got to keep that beard though I mean I I know if you let it grow out during quarantine but if you google Will Weaver he he don't got that 
beautiful beard. He's got he's got to keep that beard. <laughs> let it grow. Let it grow. So so yeah. Um, so go ahead, Matt. Oh yeah. No, I was gonna say like bring him on as an assistant. Maybe maybe he would be like the lead assistant um, because they they yeah. weren't they weren't forthcoming with anything as far as like who would be retained. Uh, they did say that they would look internally, but I mean, that didn't close the door for external hires either. Mm. So yeah. I think like they, they did that basically like, Hey, you know, it, you didn't get the head coaching job, but we would like to have you on as an assistant. Are you interested? And maybe it's up to him to choose yes or no. Mm. And then at that point we'll progress forward with the rest of our internal hires. So I, I, I would say I'm probably like 70% that he's brought on as an assistant. Yeah, and I think it just goes to – it comes down to what does Will Weaver want to do because I can't remember who tweeted it out, but somebody said, in addition to being in contention for Oklahoma City Thunder head coach, um, Will Weaver is also being considered to be a Houston Rockets or New Orleans Pelicans assistant coach. So, mm. obviously, it wasn't head coach or bust. Like, he wants to make a move back into the league. So, it, it just – it looks like it's just going to depend on what team, like what kind of team he wants to be a part of. Is he, does he want the pressure of being on a win now team or does he want, you know, a little less pressure and a little bit more time to develop these relationships and yeah. uh, really build around a rebuilding team like the Thunder. Mm-hmm. So I just saw that uh, Lou Dort and Baisley have a, uh, have put up, you know, congratulatory things on Twitter. So that's good. I mean, I mean, as far as, as far as relatability and as far as, you know, there's nothing more relatable to a young player than probably a, a younger coach. Um, and so, you know, heading into this, younger than Chris Paul, young, exactly. Yeah. Younger than Chris Paul. So heading into this new, um, you know, what, what is it? Replenish and refocus uh, time. Reposition for, and replenish. There you go. Reposition and replenish time for the thunder. Um, it makes complete sense to hire somebody like Mark Dagnalt, and I am a fan of the move. Um, I'm just, you know, saddened that it, that it wasn't the person that I picked, you know, that I said had had possibility. But, hey, I, I, I love this move. Um, and so moving forward, we've, there's been a lot of uh, rumors bubbling up about a potential Chris Paul trade to, of all places, Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Suns. So Woj put out something yesterday night, yesterday evening, saying that, uh, you know, these, these two parties are, are moving towards uh, trying to get a, a, a deal done. Um, and so, you know, that got the trade machines going. That got everything going. Um, so what do you guys think about this trade, and what do you think a trade like this looks like? Um, so, like, first of all, I'll take one more snippet out of the press conference. Um, everybody talked about a condensed timeline for getting ready for the season and X, Y, and Z. And what do you have to do to be prepared for that? Mm-hmm. All the answers were very future looking, right? It was very like, what are we doing? What's be- We're going to do what's best for the team long-term. We're going to have a long-term yeah. vision for the team. To me, that means not saying that, you know, like, obviously we're not going to compete at all, but the focus isn't on how can the Thunder be the best team they can be this year. And so like, we all thought the writing was on the wall and these trades were going to go down. I, I mean, it, it, but we didn't know for sure. I mean, just a week ago, some people were saying, well, we have to get regulated to the idea that CP3 may stay on the thunder for longer. 
Well, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, right? It seems like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And after Chris Paul's gone, then, you know, that opens up other guys like maybe a Steven Adams. Maybe we do a sign and trade with Gallinari. Still don't know what's going on with Dennis Schroeder, although uh, reports are he's happy here and he doesn't want to go anywhere. We'll see where that goes. But um, I think really it was just kind of like a stutter step before the bigger news happens and saying, no, we're focused on the future. And it, it didn't seem so much like they were making a knee jerk reaction to be competitive this year. So if you had any hopes or aspirations about, uh, about the Thunder really competing this year, it's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, I do have one more oh, thing ahead. to add, ahead, though. Uh, yeah, just, just from the press conference, you know, we talked about how uh, Dagnall, you know, preached pace and space. And if you look at our roster right now, I mean, of course, you know, you've got, you've got Shea, you've got Baisley, you've got Dort, and those are guys that can get out in transition and are effective in transition. But none of them, I would say, are elite floor spacers in terms of shooting. And obviously the rumor came out, um, from Jonathan Jonathan Gavoni the other day that the Thunder are amongst teams that are looking to possibly move up to the number one pick to get a guy like Lamelo Ball in this draft, and you know if that's what we're looking for, if pace and space is what we're looking for, I think it makes um, that report more likely, more credible um, because Lamelo Ball would be perfect in that kind of system. Um, or at least the idea of Lamelo Ball will be perfect in that kind of system. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, that big bombshell of a rumor, because, like, when that dropped, everybody was like, wait, what, the number one pick? <laughs> so, yeah. before the whole Chris Paul of the Sun dreamer came out, that came out. So, I just wanted to address that. Now, uh, as far as the Chris Paul of the Suns, um, I, I mean, I think if you're just doing a deal with the Suns, which, you know, we've talked about that in a little bit because it sounds like that's not the case. But if you're just doing with the Suns, I think Ubre and Rubio have to be involved just for the contracts to match. What you do with Ubre, if you want to make him a building block, I mean, weird flex, but okay. Uh, if you want to flip him to another contender around the trade deadline and get more assets, you could do that. Um, but after that, you know, switch first round picks. Let's let's call it a day. I I think that's a win of a trade. Maybe Sam's feeling a little bit extra finessey. And maybe he can pry Cam Johnson away in that trade. Maybe send a Terrence Ferguson out of town, you know, new fresh start. Who knows? That's possible. But uh, I think any Chris Paul trade that happens straight up with the Suns is going to involve Rubio Ubre in the number 10 pick. Um, Real quick, breaking news. Mikal Bridges just tweeted four uh, eyes emojis. Um, And that's it on, on Twitter. So, Interesting. Man, I can't wait to see him in a Thunder jersey. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's not – if there's a team that you really wanted to to deal – to make a deal with the Thunder for Chris Paul, like, you know, you looked at Milwaukee and you looked at, you know, New York. Well, I'm not, I'm, well I wouldn't say New York, but let's say Philadelphia and Milwaukee. You look at those teams and, and, and they made sense for for the two teams, but – as far as what we were getting back, you know, we'd be getting back bloated contracts. You know, from Milwaukee, you'd probably get back Eric Bledsoe, you know, Ugh. probably, yeah, Ersan Ilisova. Nothing that really kind of helps us for the future. Um, and, and nothing that we can really trade, you know, flip to get more assets. If you looked at Philadelphia, you're probably going to get either Tobias Harris or um, Horford, Al Horford, plus maybe a couple of young players um, and then some draft picks. So, 
Phoenix makes complete sense for the Thunder. And if Phoenix was on the list um, that Chris Paul said, look, you can go ahead and trade me here, um, this is great. You know, this is great because they have young players. They have assets galore um, as far as their own picks. Um, and, I mean, they're, re- they're ready to kind of, you know, go to that next level, especially to keep their superstar. Um, and so Chris Paul makes perfect sense for them. I would love, you know, I would love to see what kind of trade comes out of this. I mean, obviously the the number ten pick is is in play for them, uh, but yeah, I would love to either get Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, somebody from them, um, somebody young that could fit with our timeline and fit with our team. That would be awesome. So listening to the Low Post uh, mm-hmm. podcast yesterday, they said that because um, they they briefly talked about the move potentially for us to get up to number one. They said it wouldn't, uh, they brought up the idea it wouldn't possibly be, it, it could possibly be a move that wasn't just a move from, say, 25 to 1, that it would be maybe like the, you know, the Wolves dropping down to 8 or down to 10, um, which meant that we picked up another pick along the way. Well, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that either 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 with the Wolves or, or with the Warriors. You know, it makes sense mm-hmm. for the Warriors for the number two pick. Um, to go ahead and, you know, use the number 10 pick as the bait um, to, to move up. Um, but so there's also been rumors that this isn't just a Oklahoma City and Phoenix deal, that possibly the Clippers and the uh, Mavericks could swoop in and kind of get involved. Um, and so we're about to see some uh, some cap gymnastics happening if that mm-hmm. happens because – you, you rarely see 14 deals like that, especially 14 deals with where three of the teams are literally trying to vie for a piece that could, you know, push them over the edge or push them over the hump. And, you know, Oklahoma City, they're in a position to go ahead and give up those pieces to those teams to help them out in order to get, you know, tons of assets back. You know, the whole Clippers thing, I, I'm amazed that the Clippers can, are still trying to make deals when they literally have nothing to give away. Um, you know, shouts out to them for trying. Um, but, you know, it's – I keep saying that it doesn't look too too good for them to – as far as getting assets, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe they have to be involved in something like a four-team deal in order to get something that they want. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're, we're moving into it, guys. We're moving into trade season. We're moving into, into uh, draft season. This is exciting. This is fun. This is – you know, whenever, whenever we go back to a normal schedule – and the off season is drawn out to like a three, four month, five month thing. It's going to seem so boring compared to what we're looking at now, as far as, Hey, Monday starts, you know, you can do transactions. Wednesday's the draft uh, Friday or Saturday, Sunday is free agency, so on and so forth. And then December 1st is the beginning of training camp. But at least next year we'll have Kate Cunningham on the squad to help like what our whistle, right? Yes. So. That'll work out pretty good. Hey, and not only all of that, but we still have our all, our alternate jerseys to be announced. We uh-huh. still have the schedule to be announced. Like yeah. these next few weeks are gonna go by like crazy. It's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun. And we're are we literally the only team that that we haven't shown our alternate jerseys? Like it just no, seems like. A- there's a few. There's been a lot to leak, but uh-huh. yeah, we're we're definitely one of the few. 
Like, I don't remember seeing the Kings yet. I don't remember seeing the Clippers yet. Um, Clippers so they're, they're are the same as last year. It's just, uh, uh, I think it's a black jersey, and then they got, like, red and blue on the sleeves. But, hmm. you know, that that's for top at Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys have anything else? Uh, uh, I, I would say, uh, I, I just want to do a quick plug right quick. Uh, I wrote an article. Um, I joined forces with uh, our Overtime Heroics Timberwolves riders, and I got to play Sam Presti for a little bit and negotiate a trade for the number one pick. Um, I think I fleeced them. I think we probably could have gave another pick or something like that. But ultimately, I think it was a good deal. It was a good time doing it. Uh, so it was definitely worth checking out. You can find that on my Twitter. So, yep. So do you want to go ahead and tell us what the deal was, or do you want people to – you want to use this as a tease and have people go over there? I, I can tell you what the deal. I, I will say the article dropping the day that the Thunder announced uh, their new head coach, probably not great for timing. <laughs> but, uh, no, basically what it is is it would be a sign-in trade. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, you know, we – I I told them – I said in the article, I said, let's assume Shea Gilgis-Alexander is untouchable. And I put in parentheses because Shea Gilgis-Alexander is untouchable. <laughs> yes. Um, they they mentioned Lou Dort and Darius Baisley. I was like, if you're trying to win now, I don't think they're going to help you. And I got them onto the vets. It was like, yeah, Steve Nams doesn't make much sense of Carl Towns. I don't want Chris Paul because his age and his contract. I'm like, okay, I get that. What about Gallinari? They're like, Gallinari's interesting. I'm like, okay, now we have common ground. So it's a sign and trade. Gallinari, like three years, 16.5. Uh, fun fact in order to do a sign and trade, it has to be at least three years. Thank you, Trade NBA. Um, we would get back James Johnson. That's it for the player side. Um, pick standpoint, obviously we get back the number one pick and then we would send out this year's pick as well as, um, next year's Miami pick. So, you know, we have Miami's first round pick and Houston's first round pick and our own first round pick. So we will send Miami's first round pick. I don't think that's a terrible asset to get rid of. Miami's probably going to be pretty good next year. So, I mean, if if a sign-in trade with a player that probably isn't going to be here, a 25 pick, and then one of the favorites in the Eastern Conference's pick gets you the number one pick, I think that's a pretty good trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think those guys will will be hired as. Timberwolves GMs here anytime soon. Yeah, no, I, I definitely – I was willing to throw in another pick. I expected them to, you know, drive me up a little bit harder, but mm. they agreed. So, I'm like, all right, hey, there you go. We got it. Let me, let me ask you guys this uh, to kind of tie all this stuff together. So, assuming this trade goes through and assuming we get the 10th pick in the draft, what would you attach to the 10th pick in order to move up to number one? I mean, I I think if you had the 10 pick, I think you could do something similar to what I did. Um, I mean, you could even do the same trade, and maybe they think that's, you know, more fair value mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you still do the sign and trade with Gallo. You still get the Miami 21 pick, but you get a better uh, pick this year's draft. And, you know, if Lamelo is a guy that you was looking at, then, you know, you still got Tyrese Halliburton, Killian Hayes, Tyra Lewis Jr., somebody like that that you can bring on your team and, you know, kind of still be your playmaker. So, I, I think that would work, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, and that that's going to probably be 
where the conversation ends up going over the next week, you know, as yeah. the stuff comes out, I would, do you think this gets solidified before the draft? Like you think it happens on Monday when the moratorium's lifted the deal with the Suns? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it's, I think it gets done before um, and then officially done on Monday. Work. I think there is a possibility though. And I think that we do have to consider this, that this is all just a smoke screen, a leverage play to kind of drive up the return on another team, like probably a Knicks. Like I could totally see Presty, you know, getting this info leaked out and then the Knicks throwing in like an extra future first round pick just because they don't want to lose the opportunity to get a guy like Chris Paul. And if that's the case, then hey, do your thing, Preston. You do you, boo boo. I sometimes I sometimes wonder whether, you know, if the Thunder and, and Chris Paul do have this agreement where, hey, these are the teams that I want. Can you get me to these places? I, I do sometimes wonder if a lot of the teams that he put on the list were going to be more West Coast teams because his family's on the West Coast. You know, so well, Phoenix, there, there was a report that said that he wanted, like initially, he said he wanted to be in either Los Angeles or New York. Yeah. So, I mean, that that gives you four teams right there. But just like Carmelo, like he said, I only want to go to, I think, the Rockets and somebody else. And then eventually he was like, okay, I'll add the Thunder. And then, you know, he ended up on the Thunder. So, mm. you know, that's not to say it's locked in. Like Chris Paul could definitely add teams. But uh, that was the report. And Phoenix is a hop, skip, and a, you know, a hop, skip away from – oh, honk, 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 honk. From uh, uh, moron cut me off <laughs> from Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, so before before Dylan goes and uh, has road rage, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, end this podcast. Um, this was an emergency podcast. This was fun. Um, talk about the uh, the new coach and the possible Chris Paul trade coming up. Um, do you guys have anything else to add? Be kind to one another. Yes. <laughs> we need more of that, please. Regardless of where you stand on some political issues, like let's try to be kind to people first and then go from there. That's all. Love you guys. Definitely, man. Definitely. Love you too, man. Um, so, yeah. So make sure oh, that you wash your hands. Make sure that you mask up. Mask up, please. Cases are going way, way up. Um, and I don't want that to mess with any opportunity for the NBA season to, to get derailed or anything like that. So mask up, protect yourselves, protect your loved ones and protect others um, who may, who you may not know. Um, hoop whenever you can. And if you can do it by yourself, then go ahead and do it by yourself um, to, to kind of keep social distancing. But as always, as we end this podcast, I want to wish everyone that listens a good day and thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.